and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for this news, reviews, and interviews. Love is in the air in Fiji as season 42 gets rolling. It's time to talk all things Survivor 42. And back on the pod is Miley and Olivia Superstan and the premier Lydia Meredith expert. <laughs> Hello. Ayo, what's good? I feel like that's your new bio. That's it. You on a new bio, bitch, it's been the bio. <laughs> how are you? How, how, have, how have things been? I'm so good. I just drink a little smoothie and I'm like sunshiny energy. Uh, I'm happy that Survivor is back on the air uh, because it's really just the love of my life. And, you know, I'm pretty good. I literally can't complain. How are you? That's great. Uh, you know what? I'm hanging in there. I was just down uh, in your hometown area uh, down in Raleigh. Period. Um, Period. Come on. North Carolina girls, best in the world. I, I had my first adventure to cookout. I would okay so like <laughs> I am always singing the praises of cookout the price unbeatable the food Correct. unbeatable what what did you get I, I thought I got a spicy chicken sandwich was not spicy um and then I got uh hush puppies and I uh, think I got a quesadilla and a milkshake iconic okay you really did it you really did it I, did. I always get the cajun chicken sandwich I don't know what the spicy one is. I, don't I know. should no. Actually, I asked for Cajun, and they didn't give me the Cajun. So uh, mm, yelp it. I got. I always <laughs> get the Cajun chicken sandwich, and then I get hush puppies and fries, and then this sounds so messed up, but I always get the blueberry Oreo milkshake. It's just like a oh. good combo. <laughs> okay, interesting. But I'm humiliated now saying it out loud. I'm now like, I feel like the one thing I didn't do while I was there at cookout was be super drunk i mean yeah cookout was like so back in like high school that's where we the parking lot is where we would, right. would go well not i'm meeting that's where we would go but that's not where i would go i was like doing dumb theater kid shit um but the cool people the the, the, the popular kids were at cookout <laughs> yeah there definitely were a couple uh high schoolers coming through and i was like oh i feel old <laughs> yeah, it was fun to be in warm weather. Uh, my brother had his match day, so now he knows where he's going for his residency. And he's now leaving I, North Carolina to go to Nashville. Hey. So that's fun. I, that's a, in the context clues to figure out what a match day is. So uh, if you're in med school, you can get matched with a residency. Oh, well, congrats to your brother. Come on. Yeah. He's going to be right. a doctor. He, he's a doctor, and I'm going to be podcasting, so anyway that's the fun part um now 
for those who don't know, um, I am one degree removed from someone on this season who we're sadly going to talk about this episode as it was her boot episode. But oh. you um, happen to be like besties with someone on this season. Yes. Okay. Lydia Meredith, as she is known, my literal bestie, and she's not been booted, baby. So I no, know how to pick them. still there. Um, yeah. She she knows how to yell at people. And I appreciate that. Oh, she always has. No, <laughs> Lydia is the best. Um, I'm so happy for her. I now, love Okay. Her. So when we first recorded uh, for season 41, you knew this information and you were very good at keeping a secret, weren't you? Uh, I can neither confirm nor <laughs> the fifth. I, 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 I could that's not fair, that's fair. comment. Uh, that is to say, I'm so excited to be seeing it. Yeah. Now we're, so you obviously love Survivor. She loves Survivor. Was that one of the things that bonded you? Uh, we actually met back she, I always knew she loved Survivor. I did like that. She, she's not like just, you know, on the show for the wrong reasons. I don't right. know what the Survivor equivalent of that is. I don't know why you would put yourself <laughs> through right. that. Um, but like I, one of the first things I knew about her is that she would watch Survivor with her family. But we actually met on, we were extras in the Hunger Games, I guess like 11 years ago now, which is crazy. Wow. The movie actually came out like 10 years ago. Um, like tomorrow which is so crazy um but we met actually at the days in hotel in shelby north carolina just like messing around like the night before like our first day of shooting um i think we just were like oh you here you also gonna be in the hunger games tomorrow and we were like yeah and we just really clicked um and then we ended up doing like two weeks on like the film together and like all the district 12 scenes, like the reaping and um, all like the Katniss and Prim stuff. And then like, so like all the district 12 stuff, um, which was like their like first days of shooting, which was really cool and crazy. Just like, Whoa. and we were like super fans of the book. So, um, but like in the most small town in North Carolina, Shelby, North Carolina, it's like, and it was so hot and like, eight kids passed out and they felt really bad so they like let us meet like jennifer and elizabeth banks and liam hemsworth and everyone so that was like really cool but lydia and i just like really clicked like we just yeah and we stayed like besties ever since and yeah that's awesome yeah you sh you you posted some photos of your time on set um <laughs> first off you were super blonde oh my god i <clears throat> I am like a very blonde boy. It's like kind of brown right now. Winter things yeah. um, are coming already because winter things. Uh, but it's very blonde, especially in the summertime. And I also saw that you um, were shading uh, Hemsworth. Yeah, I think that was like, <laughs> it, was, it was definitely pre-Wrecking Ball. Um, but I think they, who's to say? But I knew, I knew my slide away, Liam, slide away. All right, well, we're going to go through the episode. I'm sure you'll get to spill some pre-Survivor tea on Lydia throughout this episode, but initial thoughts on season 42. I love 42. I was just saying that I'm already loving 42. I did love 41, too. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I mean, sorry, 41. Well, that's what I said, 41, yeah. too. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> hard to say, hard to say. No, I love 42, especially because, like, we kind of got all, like, 
the heavy explaining of like the prisoner's dilemma, et cetera, et cetera, right. out of the way. We can just like get more camp life and stuff. And this cast is just so likable. Mm-hmm. And, and usually I'm of the mind that like, I love watching the crazies on Survivor. Like I, that's like my favorite thing about like some of the older seasons, like the crazies, they, they just cast straight up crazies. And this season does seem to have like a lot of like exceptional people. So I was very hesitant um, at first about the season. Cause like, you don't need to have, you don't need to be like an exceptional, you know, person to be on Survivor. I feel like anyone's interesting on Survivor, like whether or not yeah. you went to Harvard or Princeton, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I love this cast. So I'm really tickled. I'm tickled by yeah, it. Yeah, it's really a strong cast of real authentic people, which I feel like we've never had a full cast of real people before. We've had like the, I've said last week on the podcast, we've had a season of people who are super fans who are real people. Then you have the recruits. I don't think there's a single recruit on the season. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I agree. I think this is a really good cast. And it, it, every week it's going to be hard to say goodbye to someone. Yeah, um, and like it's anyone's game in a real way, mm-hmm. I feel like. Uh, Absolutely. Although I feel like I know who I'm, I know who I'm, Lydia is of like. Of course we know who you're rooting for. Of course, of course. Um, but other than, other than Lydia, I think I could be content seeing her sit at the end next to Mary Ann, mm-hmm. I really love. And I really love Mike, um, also on Vati. And yeah. I love, I love Jenny. Uh, it's a really, it's a really strong cast. It's it just, is. I'd be, I'd be happy seeing anyone take it. I, I, I'd be happy with almost everyone. There's like one or two people that I'm like, I don't get you. I don't like you. We name don't names, lie. name names, say their names. Tori Drea. Oh, no comment. No comment. (laughs) She rubbed me the wrong way since the minute she popped on the screen. But like, I feel like that says more about me than it says about her. I'm sure she's a very nice girl. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll find out. I have someone who who played one of those digital games with her and um, was not a fan. But they'll be on the podcast later this season to spill all that Tori tea. Oh, but let's dive in. Uh, We're going to stick with Aika to start. Um, or Ika, as I've been told, is per, per the proper pronunciation. I like to call it Ika because of Ika Wong from uh, uh, Big Brother Canada. But Ika. <laughs> they keep the fire burning as they feel bad voting out Zach. Romeo is sad voting out his fellow hashtag skinny guy, but he finds the good part about the vote was making Tori comfortable. It will now be easier when it's her time to go. Tori has much to celebrate as she's sad that Zach went home. It's hard because he wanted immediate comfort and food. Um, Girl, it's only three days in. If you needed immediate comfort and food, um, maybe you should be doing this. But literally, I was like, girl, it's day day three. Mm -hmm. It is day three. I don't know what she was on saying that. You wouldn't catch me saying that. Right. There are people who would jump on the opportunity to get her spot. Yeah, I was like, girl, we all, we've all gone three days without food. It's called... <laughs> I don't... Now, now, I already said that I don't like Tori. You said no comment. So I feel like maybe we're on the same page. Maybe maybe you know a little more about her, but... I, I don't know. I, I really don't. I don't buy with her. And, and, and the comment about like, oh, gosh, so part of me wanted comfort instantly. Like, oh, I was like, mm, well... Yeah, not a fan of her. Enemy out of me, Tori. 
Well, it's the morning. Andrea is sitting in fire smoke because it keeps the flies out of her face. And it's like, interesting, but also probably helps like exfoliate a little bit. <laughs> that I'm is- here for it. Drea was excited for her extra vote in Amulet. Um, and it's awesome because the game never stops. Now, Rox Roy, who still I think is the most bizarre name, and I'm never going to get it properly correct. Andrea, oh, agree. Cool. Yeah, I, I want to know the origin right. of it. Like, why are you named Rox Roy? Who named you that? Um, but he, Andrea, agree that Tori is next, but a potential girls' alliance opens options and is going to give Drea some leverage. She sits on the beach with Tori and Swati and tells them girl strong is what they need to do. And of course, Tori is condescending and says, is that a new thought for you? Why don't you gotta say that? That that's the thing that rubs me the wrong way about Tori. She just says what she's feeling, which is fine, but it's always so condescending. It's not even like saying what she's feeling. It's like outwardly, it's outwardly negative, Nancy. Yeah. Um. So we're like, I'm just saying what I'm feeling. Like, well, yeah. We do you not have a conscience? Exactly. Swati knows that they were the only ones who had her back. Andrea is ready to share that she had an extra vote. Should she have told them? Was it too early? Always. 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 I, we've, we're on season 42 and people are so getting their little advantages and running around, spilling that information willy-nilly. Day three, to the first person who will listen. you got to keep that shit a secret. It's almost I, like... You're, you get excited, like, I need to tell everybody, but I can't, I don't know when to tell who actually would keep my secret. So you're stuck telling the people who are going to vote you out. Yeah, I'm like, you're going to look good to the, like, I don't, are they trying to brag? Like, you're going to look good to the audience who's going to see this. Like, you don't need to share it with people who are going to vote you out the first chance they get. And like, I, I three days in, do you really trust the people around you yet? Like, maybe you have a, you're starting to, but that's sure, full on trust. Yeah, I'm sure you think you do, but here, see, here's the thing. I'm sure you think you do trust these people. Like we, we've all had like best friends at summer camp after like 24 hours. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like there's the excitement of game playing that I feel like outweighs like any any sort of relationship that you might have formed. Which I is, agree. Which is why people want to share and why that makes you an instant target. Yep. Swati is already on to Drea as she knows she's really good at pulling people in with influence and has an extra vote. It's too much power for her. So Swati tells Tori to go Drea and Tori's eyes are wide open and she's just going to follow along. That's the way forward for Tori in this moment. Um, All right. Interesting. Very interesting dynamics over at Ika. Ika. Um, Yeah, I can't figure them out yet. After last week, I'm not sure how I feel about them. Yeah, I mean, every time Vati uh, is not on my screen, I'm upset, so. (laughs) Well, you know what? Let's talk about Vati. Let's start (laughs) off with Jenny, who's telling Chanel that she will be her teeth inspector as they look for food and they find an ugly crab. Um, Jenny and Chanel try picking up the hermit crab, and it's really kind of like how city folk finding a bug where you, like, get a paper towel because you don't want to actually touch the bug with your bare hand. So they're using like the leaves to try to pick up this crab. Would you pick up a crab on the beach of Survivor? Uh, I'd pick it up. Would I eat it? I really don't think so. I wouldn't be shedding vegan tears. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I don't really know. I do. 
Fair. That's fair. Well, Chanel, after a very silent episode last week, will tell us she doesn't like the wilderness or the beings of the wilderness. And yes, she volunteered to come out on Survivor and tell us all on national television she doesn't like the wilderness. People, why are we doing this? 40, like 42 seasons in. We still don't like the wilderness. Literally. And I know my girl, my girl, Lydia. At least she was funny about it. She was funny about it. I'm like, but at least you got a sense of humor, girl. Because, like, at least you're down to clown. But some people seem to, like, really not like it. I'm like, ah, well. Well, Chanel's going to be taking on the provider role as she is going to make some gnarling stew with that crab. They're going to have their first family dinner eating the crab. And we get a down-below camera shot straight up Lydia's nose as she is getting to eat the crab. I was like, that was rude. (laughs) <laughs> i was like that's like that's what that's what you go on survivor for baby to get to get dirty with it um yeah camera angles they're really getting up in their faces yeah i also was like damn the the the, the angle also caught me off guard i was like well they really went in there all of a sudden absolutely um so what's up with hey hi who is just sitting there well he's vegan as we mentioned um this is gonna be tough yeah honestly yeah go ahead (laughs) that was for me the funniest part of the episode watching the vegan tears like it was the drama was so heavy yes and then when he decided to go through with it i was like oh my god i was like i would have respected you more if you if you stayed starving yeah so hi um really thought there was going to be coconut and rice and he'd be fine and be able to survive uh, but no, 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 Jeff- Jeffrey has changed the game. No more rice for you. Um, but you do need to eat because he views it as being seen as a liability if you're not going to eat, which I totally understand because then you're being perceived as not strong enough because you're literally not getting any substances in your body. Period. Meanwhile, Mike is ready to be eating real food in like 24 days and apologizes to Hi because he's ready to eat a burger and says it right in his face. I was like... Ooh, the dynamics over there are very fascinating. <laughs> As you mentioned, High has a breakdown. He's comforted by Chanel and Daniel. Uh, he knows that he has to make a decision now and that there's going to be no rice. Will he eat the fish or sea life? He wants to discover more about himself, so he is going. but he wants to stay true to himself as an animal lover. The universe will understand about him eating meat later. Yeah, I'm not a seafood person. I don't eat fish normally. But if I'm on Survivor, I'm going to make the I'm going to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. I could be picky. You get, it's like, Oh, this and that. I'm like, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be so starving. It wouldn't even be funny, honestly. So <laughs> now for me, the thing that was really interesting is yeah, we're, we kind of joke about it and it's funny, but if you're like a vegan or vegetarian eating meat, not only is hard for you, it could actually hurt your body. If you're if, depending on how long it's been. Yeah, well, starving to death probably hurts your body anyway. So <laughs> listen, that's the tea. You, you take you take it with what you can get. The good with the bad. The this and the that. Now, Mike's game is work hard at camp and lay low. As he collects things, he's looking for a hidden immunity idol. He says to us that it's harder than it looks, and of course, he finds it as he says it's finding a needle in a haystack. And boy, is that idol in a freaking haystack of leaves! Of course. Mike sees that it's a beware advantage and he's just going to go big and keep it. He's going to do it. He's going to read the instruction and learn that it is the three-way idol. And are you ready for the quote? Are you ready to find out what quote he's going to have to say? <laughs> I was so I was on pins and needles. 
All right. The secret phrase is, there is such grace in the game of soccer, it makes me cry. That's not a hard one. I you can easily make that happen. Yeah, I it, it's it's definitely a lot easier than uh you know the Astro, oh, an Astro Turf. Astro Turf, which is all, but instantly iconic though, I do have to say. But absolutely. Um, well, the twist here is Mike hates soccer and has told his football teams that he coaches that soccer isn't even a sport. Uh, okay, sport man ruler of the world, you you decide what sports are. When Mike realizes he now can't vote at tribal, he knows that this is a blessing and a curse, and he is ready to adapt. Now it's going to be time to focus on relationships. All right, we, we've seen last season. We saw what people did with the idol when they found it, who they told, who they didn't tell. Based on last season, what would you have done if you were Mike? Um, I would have kept it to myself, especially with the phrase, like, there's no reason to even, like, suggest to people um that you would have it it just doesn't it doesn't do you really any favors because it's not even activated yet that to me is senseless like and so what dave that's his name right dave daniel daniel sorry sorry daniel he that's when he first stood out to me obviously he didn't stand out enough uh because i was thought it was very smart how he was gonna convince convince mike to never play it um you didn't thought, he didn't stand out to you when his arm his shoulder was literally dislocated from his arm yeah i already forgot about that listen <laughs> i couldn't straight honestly i see i was getting him confused with the guy who also went home listen you gotta shine bright i had my eyes were just on lydia listen the first of course the entire first two episodes so anyone else and tiffany seely i'm sure yes star <laughs> All right. Well, Mike is going to tell Jenny that he found the immunity idol and says he found it on the side of the road. It's exactly the idol you see on TV. Um, as we learned last week, there seems to be three duos on the Vati tribe. Uh, Mike, Jenny, that is the first one. You have Chanel and Daniel and then Lydia and hi. Mike's also going to tell Daniel and um, he's going to actually show him the idol here. And um, well, uh, first off, he can't find it. He can't figure out where he left it. And Daniel laughs and is like, this is a living nightmare. He said, now Mike says he buried it by high, near a Y and he literally just can't find it because the entire forest is a bunch of Ys. Everything veers off. That would be my biggest fear and survivor of losing an idol because you can't figure out where you put it. That just straight up would not happen to me. It just wouldn't. No. I just, if that happens to you, like that's humiliating. Just I'm not gonna ask you where you would put it because if you get on the show, obviously everyone <laughs> will know. Um, but I just would put it in a place where I just would put it somewhere because even if someone else finds it, it's already been claimed. Like, right? And who cares? Like, I'm like, no. If you find it, then in my little hiding spot, then girl, congratulations. Good, yeah. good luck to you. But yeah, I'm I, forgetting where you put it. I'm a theater kid. Like, you, we always mark. We mark we mark on the stage where we're supposed to return to, you know, to make the exactly. Daniel's trying hard not to laugh, but he is mortified by this gameplay. Mike's eventually going to find it and shares that he can't vote until it's activated. And Daniel has the mind for the numbers and he's going to help him play it. But Daniel will also say this is fun and a good twist and says Jeff Probst that had a good idea. Um, Don't feed this man's ego, please. We should not be feeding Jeff's ego. But congrats. You just earned a spot on a returning player season for that comment. <laughs> I'm, I'm gagged. Daniel 
is the true winner as he has all the knowledge but no penalty he tells mike not to activate it as he is currently safe this will allow just the alliance to know cut to daniel telling chanel what the plan is so that is four out of six people knowing about the idol on the tribe bad and poor lydia girl none the wiser nope so mike is getting daniel and chanel they all know who has the idol so What's going to happen here? Is it going to be a big alliance of four to knock out Lydia and High, or is it going to be two warring factions who are going to try to pull in Lydia and High? What is the stronger strategy here? Honestly, I don't feel like anyone is even really thinking about that because I don't think they all know about who else knows about the idol. Um, Fair. So I think, and it's so early too, it's day four. So you'll see how, we'll see how it plays out. Anyone can mess up anything at any time. That's so true. Well, Daniel doesn't want the idols to be activated. He says either vote Mike out or convince him not to say anything. This is a liability and they are going to use it against him. I enjoy this kind of gameplay. I enjoy this kind of chaotic gameplay to watch, not play. If I were over there, I'd be freaking out, but it's kind of, it's good. This is good TV. I'm all eyes really are going to be on Vati for a while. Vibes a million vibes a million. All right, let's say hey to the Orange Tribe, who gets the intro music straight out of Wild West as Marianne is whacking bamboo with a machete. Terrifying. (laughs) That that was so fun to watch. I feel like I would be Marianne and also Romeo from last week. I don't think I could do it. Maybe I have a little bit of upper body strength. I think I would be bouncing the machete off the bamboo and it would not cut anything. Yeah, I'd probably cut off a toe. (laughs) Marianne is just fun she is great but she is is, is, she's good tv mariah tells us that marianne is 100 until they are sleeping like she even mimics the disney channel intro via survivor and cbs and i was like that was funny i also was like that would that would be what my sorry ass was doing (laughs) out on the beach and everyone and they're going to their little confessionals talking about how annoying i am and i'm here like having the best time ever (laughs) And you should, you, everyone should have the best time, but it's also just know the limits of the people around you. <laughs> I know she should have been with Lydia. They would have had a good time. Absolutely. Well, Lindsay says Marianne is a sweet girl who is young and is excitable, but she finds it exhausting as not everyone can be that on all the time. Now, listen, if you follow Reese Havoc on uh, Instagram, that bitch is always on 100%. <laughs> every, every time there is a video it's almost like a confessional, and I, I, I think you are so entertaining. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Listen, people always are telling me that I sound like a talking head all the time. I'm like, that is just the way I talk, for better or for worse. And the only thing that's good for it is like reality television and everyday life. It just makes you an asshole. So <laughs> listen, like, I think saying that, you guys, please. <laughs> You're going to be great TV, whatever reality show you end up on, whether it's Survivor, Drag Race, whatever you want to be on, you're going to be on a show. I honestly, listen, I would love to like compete. It's just the being on TV part that I'm like, oh God, because I just like, I just don't want to, people do not need to hear me talk about this, that, and the other, and get an inside look at my every motion. Well... I think it would be entertaining. I, I'll be your number one fan should it oh happen. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So 
Omar is going to share that he is Muslim and he will be doing prayer. So if he goes to the beach, it's not him idol hunting. He wants to allow them to ask questions. And Jonathan is like, if you have any questions about Christianity, and all I'm thinking about is Shana and Kyle on Love is Blind and how the relationship was destroyed because of faith. And that was Loki hilarious. Also, meanwhile, <laughs> Lindsay is not a great Jew. Hashtag same. Yeah, the, the cinematic parallels. The cinematic um, are you a Love parallel. is Blind fan? Oh my God. <laughs> I wasn't, season one did not do it for me. I just don't know what it was about season one. It just did not do it for me. I, I gave it another chance with season two. And season two about blew me out the water. I was hooked start to finish. And Shayna, I unfortunately is just like the exact kind of television that I could watch yes. all day. Yeah. That's good TV. Would you do a gay version of Love is Blind? Hell no, never. Never, <laughs> never, 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 never. I would never. I would never. And it's not because I'm shallow. It's because I don't believe in it. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. All right. Well, Omar shares that since 2001, the world has a notion about Muslims, but he just wants to show he's a regular person who happens to have those beliefs. He feels you have to be your genuine self in life and in this game. If you can't become accepting of people in your inner circle, if you're not yourself. Omar has never done drugs. He doesn't drink, no pork, absolutely no sex before marriage. He is a 30-year-old virgin. Good for him admitting it. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Now, we have seen in the past how some people of faith have played the game of Survivor. Some people it worked for them. Some people it aided in their game. Some people it was their downfall. Do you think Faith and Survivor are a good combo? I think that Faith, in sort of the Survivor context, seems to make people seem more, you know, trustworthy and reliable. Um, it usually seems to do people favors. Remember Shan? Remember Shan? Uh, Queen. <laughs> Didn't help her out of the game. Uh, well, she she's a unique. She she was faithful. She but <laughs> you passed her mafia, as yeah. she said. So. I think that <laughs> threw people off. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because last week we had a little uh, soundbite about Marianne talking about her faith and how she would play the game a little differently than she would her faith would normally allow her to. I think it's very interesting. I think the game has really evolved over the past 22 years and how people really take the outside world and, and kind of push it aside a little bit. It's like girly it's a game like why would you not do anything you could like what are you really doing out there besides that you wouldn't do in real life besides telling a couple fibs right but they're in a gameplay context i'm like unless i, I was chopping my bff that i made on the island like they would we have to be in a difficult scenario for me to do that i agree i fully agree Omar is trying to crack a coconut, and Jonathan's like, watch me. So now we get the buddy cop duo, the bromance. They are different in every way, but they have each other's back. Jonathan talks about how he's going to get him a necklace to wear and how he looked right into his eyes. And I don't care what the rest of the sentence he said was, because the editors just introduced cutesy romantic romance music, underscoring, and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I agree. But I also was like, damn, I, why didn't they have these coconuts over there and... <laughs> vegan world yeah that's the team that's the team 
Um, Omar is calling Jonathan his meat shield because now this is big brother. He's his brain shield. They are the odd couple. Is that an official alliance name? Can we call them the odd couple as in alliance? I don't even care for it. I don't care care for the alliance. They can do whatever they want. (laughs) Omar reveals he's never peed standing up until he was 22. And Jonathan has to digest that hashtag water sports, but also I get it. Sometimes you go to places and you don't want to sit on that toilet because but you don't know where 20, it's been. But 22 uh, is a little. Listen here. Listen here. I I don't even know what to say. Uh, but it was a cute moment. It was a cute moment. Yeah. Jonathan says that he and Lindsay are tight. He loves Marianne, but he's not connected to Mariah. So we're going to cut straight to Mariah, who's asked about why she's there aside from the money. She shares that it's all wrapped around her brother. He passed away. He would tell her to loosen up. James, her brother, caught COVID in March of 2020 and was the first healthcare worker to die of COVID in the United States. I knew this story because when it hit the news, it's around when my dad died and my mom actually connected with Mariah via social media. And the two of them have been virtual friends for the past few years. Um, And Mariah has actually helped my mom a lot uh, through their talk. So for me, it was kind of exciting to see Mariah because I knew what the backstory was and why this was kind of important to her. Wait, that's amazing. Yeah, she she because my dad had died, her brother had died, and and they just had something to talk about. It was a, it was an unexpected loss that you couldn't get over. I hope I'm not speaking out of line here, but I know that Mariah also was unable. They were unable to get the body of her brother to bury him and. Um, we had issues getting my dad's body for a while and, and having a full funeral. So the, there was, there's a lot of heartbreak in her story and I wish we got a little more, but that's me being probably a little biased here, but James was a nurse in New York city. Uh, she has not had closure and that's when it kind of hit me and I kind of had to pause because I haven't had closure about my dad either. Like we haven't had a funeral, like a, a, a service for him. We haven't had like we never sit Shiva. We never did any of that stuff. We still even have a gravestone for him. Uh, so it was it was hard to hear her story, but that's kind of why this season's really interesting because I feel like there are 18 people who can connect with every single viewer out there. Mm. Mariah wants to, has a little necklace with the his with her brother's face etched on it. Her intent is to bury the necklace while on Survivor, so it's her own little burial. It is her way of getting closure. She says losing him is indescribable. She's been holding her breath for a year because her kids are her home and she is supposed to be the strong mom. Closure is worth more than a million dollars. Good statement. I don't know if I fully agree with it, but at the same time, closure is important. Yes, it, it, it is important. And I'm sad that she, I, I guess she didn't get the chance to she didn't because she definitely walked out with that on. I know. I literally was like, I don't know. Maybe quick, it would be a Ponderosa. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, come on in. It's time for the immunity challenge. Orange and green see the new blue tribe now without Zach. And Marianne is shocked. But she might have also been reacting to a grinder picture she saw. I don't know. Editing. We, we saw what we saw. We'll try, truly never, ever know. Um, Marianne is going to reveal that she had a crush on Zach. Is, is, is this like going back to Cook Islands? Are we going back to um, that romance? Oh my God, not Candace. Iconic. <laughs> Candace I- and Billy. Iconic. Oh my, I literally, is that one of the most iconic moments ever? 
obsessed. Yeah. So Marianne's going to tell us that Zach is every type of white guy she's ever had a crush on. Would you ship that couple? I would ship it. Oh my goodness. They are so cute. I can definitely see them getting along, having a cute little time. Marianne would totally have connected with Zach had there been a tribe swap. And Jeff is like, bring the kid back. I need a showmance. Give me love. I want the show to get a love showmance on right now. (laughs) So in honor of Marianne, I'm going to share my secret. I too like skinny white guys. Dare I say twinks. And I too, like Marianne, have a 100% rejection rate with all the guys I like. No. Marianne, we are the same. I understand you, bitch. (laughs) I thought this was such good TV. She's so good. She is just delightful. She's just delightful. I hope you get to hang out with her one day. Oh my, Marianne, if you're listening, I would love to meet you and hang, girl. I'm sure you're going to get that chance one day. Well, for this challenge, they will have one collar as the rest of the tribe will be blindfolded. The collar will instruct the rest of the tribe broken into two pairs, three pairs, or two pairs to collect three bags of puzzle pieces. When the collar, then the collar will instruct the blindfolded pair to solve the puzzle. They will also be playing for reward, which is fishing gear. We have seen this challenge before. This is always when the editors would amplify the sound effects of crashing genitals to poles. Um, I've always kind of been like, I'm not sure I would like to do this challenge because I know I would be that person who would smash my nuts into something. Um, did you and Lydia practice for this challenge before she got out there? <laughs> we did not. She needed no practice, girl. She <laughs> needed no practice. She was up there. I was like, this is a professional up there. <laughs> she was. So Daniel will sit out for green. The callers are Drea, Lydia, and Jonathan. Lydia is loud. Uh, she is in the best position, but yeah. Her tribe could not hear her over Jeff's commentary. He was just talking over everybody. (laughs) Omar is going to get spun by Mariah as the other two tribe members are stuck as Jonathan just can't direct them. Tori is going to be yelling back at Drea and Swati, but they're just lost. Meanwhile, more chaos as Orange and Blue hold hands with the wrong tribe members. But we're going to talk about the quote of the challenge. Dear Sweet Lydia says... Both of you bitches come here. <laughs> that is there was... official merch? Can I get a coffee mug? I swear I've used that phrase when I've been trying to wrangle drag queens before. Hello. Oh, no, that literally sent shivers down my spine. I was obsessed. I, I'm glad they like put that. That seemed to me just like out of character to like be included like in a Survivor episode. Or maybe Lydia is like just that iconic and, and, and new for like the Survivor, you know, genre of, of, of cast members but that really cracks me up i was like it that's was exactly so how I funny that's, that's um, how I now is that just is that her character is this maybe just showing the colors of her character lydia it's like i i'm very few people that i've been like super close to have i've like seen on tv and like i've never seen someone on tv who i'm like that's literally them like there's no amount of like editing or whatever that could paint a yeah. different <laughs> i'm like this is this is her um seriously if there is merch i want that on a coffee mug that was funny <laughs> own it <laughs> own it all right so meanwhile we have jonathan who's going into beast mode as he gets growly saying right here for omar and mariah as they drop their bag i would be terrified listening to jonathan he was scary it's terrifying especially when he in the first episode like pulled the pulled the boat i was like oh yeah superhuman now romeo 
is holding Rock's right to turn him. Um, that was really gay and very funny at the same time. Like literally, he was holding his stomach to spin him around. Yeah, hot, hot. Drea is having the girl shimmy, and I was like, wait, that's good strategy. That's actually like a good strategy. So you don't hit anything, you don't move too fast, you don't move too slow. Shimmy is good. I'm here for it. Agreed. Agreed. The tribes are going to tie it up into the ropes. No one can manage their ropes. And then the tribes are going to go um, get going as Jonathan is still doing that voice while Lydia just can't see anything because I guess um, there were obstacles in her way. <laughs> now, Marianne is the most audible owl we get in the challenge. I don't know what she knocked into, but she, she definitely got hurt. But Taku gets the first bags, followed by Aika before Vatsi heads back. Roxroy gets uh, boxing the balls and Daniel is going to just say protect the balls as he's watching from the side. So glad that he did not have to do this challenge. Yeah, I would. This be is there. probably. Yeah, yeah, I would probably ask to oh. sit out this one too. Yeah, I, I you you would catch me screaming. That's that's where I would be. You wouldn't catch me no type of out there. Now, when we get to the puzzle, it's Jonathan calling for Omar and Mariah, Drea for Tori and Swati, and Lydia for Jenny and Chanel. Were those the right pairs to work on the puzzle? Ah, uh, hard to say, but they killed so. Lydia was very calm, cool, collected. Jonathan was very deme- demeaning, and Dre was intense. Which one would you be if you were in that position? I kind in any situ- situation, I'm always just like at like a, a very intense ten. <laughs> so that's fair. I'm always like ah in a way that well, I wouldn't call productive, but the challenge will come down to seconds as jeff says but we have green coming in first good job lydia she delivered yes and she got the jeff shout out i know y'all clocked it jeff was so proud of her that's mm-hmm. my girl baby come on blue comes in second with orange in last and heading to tribal marianne tells tribal says that tribal is the worst first date ever you show up with the person you like and then they leave and you never see them again she hopes her heart isn't broken me too so someone listeners set me up with a twink are we ready to talk about what's going to happen post immunity with Team Orange? Let's do it. Jonathan asks Omar if he thinks he's in trouble, and he says no. It's not even a question. Jonathan has Omar's back too. Omar says that they have two options: Marianne or Mariah. Marianne is less stressworthy long term, but who will help them in the long in the short term? Jonathan says Mariah is wise and is a mom. Marianne is still getting those things figured out, but he connects with her. What's more important, someone you connect with or someone who's going to be beneficial in the long term? Aren't those the same thing, though, girly? Like, I, I listen, I'm just blinded with love for Marianne, I guess. But I was like, it's it's simple to me. Yeah. Omar needs to make both women feel safe so they don't play the shot in the dark. It's time to be bold, bold face and lie to their face. Two episodes in, we're really talking about the shot in the dark. Last season, everyone's like, I'm not touching that thing. I don't want it. That's evil. Literally, everyone, first chance they get. they Yeah, they two episodes in, we're playing it. Mariah tells Lindsay and Omar that she is feeling Marianne as she sees her as frazzled, and she doesn't know if she can do it for 26 days. Meanwhile, Marianne tells Jonathan that he knows it's her from Mariah, so that's the vote. That's it. Vote for Mariah. Mariah says on the surface, this is insane, but she thinks something else is there, so she will be bringing her shot in the dark with her. Marianne is terrified as she may not have power at all as she risked her vote. 
her vote may not even be in her hands. Oh. So what do nervous people do? They look for idols. And Marianne is on the hunt. And Lindsay and Morass spot her. Marianne tries to cover it up that she's looking for flowers, but Lindsay knows better. I was like, don't say you're looking for flowers. That makes it even worse. Yeah. You're using the word. The mess, the mess. Lindsay looks for people who don't get flustered and bring her down in an alliance. So she chats alone with Lamar, who says they will need four people to go forward that are going to kill it with social and hustle. Omar says Mariah is so loyal, and Lindsay says she has a great argument. Omar's heartbreaks from Mariah, who is looking for closure and who he trusts more, but Marianne brings life to the camp and hustle they apparently need to battle the other tribes. They've been a family, but the sun will set and someone's dream will be crushed. This was hard. This was hard to watch because, again, it's a likable cast. Yeah, I yeah, I really agree with you. It's so sad. I'm already like, I'm thinking back and I'm like, oh no. Well, they grab the torches as, as it's their first time at tribal. Fire represents life. And when your fire is gone, so are you. Omar says he is a fan of the show. Going to tribal is unbelievable. But on the other hand, they have to cut a family member loose and they are a family. And what, what does Stitch say? Ohana is, means family. Ohana means family and family means nobody's left behind or forgotten. Hell. Until you voted out. He is so true. <laughs> Mariah says they have shared a lot together and she knows their stories. Omar equates it to Darwin's theory on evolution, and there is pressure now with the shot in the dark where everyone has to think they're safe, but everyone is going to be safe. Not everyone's going to be safe. Um, Darwin's theory of evolution. I didn't think we would get that far into Survivor where we're really pulling out anything as an analogy nowadays. LOL. So true. I can't wait for TikTok to be the analogy for Survivor. Honestly, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Lydia. (laughs) let's hope let's hope jeff asked jonathan the caveman about natural selection and survival of the fittest and of course he discusses strength in the game he says it's coming in different shapes and forms but they have to be all connected Lindsay says it's hard to be level-headed balancing out your paranoia and the trust of who you have hoping it works out marianne is going to give us great tv with her moment here she says the shot in the dark is the back is in everyone's back of the mind and now it's the, not only the plan a b c or d you've got plans with subsections and if two people use their shot in the dark it's more subsections and i was like oh that's good tv was that going to happen i really wish it was going to happen yeah i was like my brain can't keep up i was like go off girl though she gets crazy and more of a reason some would vote her out but jeff asked marianne what if it's her with her big smile and laugh and the rest of the tribe in that moment realizes, fuck, she's production's darling. You, the, so is Shan, but look where she ended up. Listen here. Yeah, well, Shan didn't help herself. She was caught. Ricard got the best of her. Listen, listen, I feel like the what I can always trust on with Survivor is that production does not interfere. I really believe that. No, I know that, but it, I, I more so what I'm saying is, is like on Drag Race when you don't want to vote out the fan favorite because the fans will go after you. If you vote out Marianne, the fans are not going to be happy because she is so amazing. Yeah, I think they're also. I th- I don't know. Do they even think she's a fan favorite? You know, or they just that? I think I know. I think I. I mean, if even if I met her, I think she would be a fan favorite. I don't think there's anything. What even what they're not presenting, I'm a fan of her. She's she's just period. A, lovable person i want that kind of person in my life i don't have those kinds of people really yeah she's the best well she says 
going to tribal, she realized that, oh, she's actually playing Survivor and she wants to do more. Don't send her to Zach, though. Love is clearly on her mind. And I'm like, am I 23 still, too? Is that what my problem is? Is that why I can't find love? (laughs) (laughs) Well, she says being 23 and always single, something might be wrong with her because no one romantically likes her. And I'm like, girl, I'm 35 and still single. It's That's not a thing. And if it is a thing, oh, fuck, I'm screwed. But she continues to be TV gold. And she wonders if God not only got her on Survivor, but gave her picture perfect Zach what if they blossom and at the reunion Jeff asks how they worked out and Marianne's fan fiction could go on and Jeff's just wanting more I was really tickled <laughs> um, is Zach picture perfect girl I don't want to yuck her yum <laughs> listen she, she, she's allowed to like whoever whoever You're right. she likes he, 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 he was cute he was, he was fine very nerdy you like nerdy kids he's definitely gonna be out there he wasn't my type but i respect the hustle now mariah is asked about how marianne being voted out is a reason for her to go look for love she says it would be hard but part of her journey is to stop being the mom and the caretaker as that's what she does she wants to put her first and put mariah first only Lindsay says there's a balance of personal relationships with game and what you want for yourself and make sure one doesn't overlap the other This is the second time Lindsay's going to talk about balancing in tribal council. So she's prepared for this game. She, she knows she's the balance girl. Period. Jonathan loves everybody, but there's a game to be played. It's time to vote. And Marianne's leg is shaking the entire Island. I was like, the nerves. I have a, I have, I have a little leg shaking tick too. So girl, I me too. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely do as well. Marianne has, in fact, earned an extra vote, so she cannot vote. We see Omar write M-A-R-Y. And then the, the camera cuts away. I was like, you bastards. Literally. Uh, I was like, there's a lot of extra space, so there was massive fake out there. But Jeff returns to the votes, and Mariah is going to play her shot in the dark. She is not safe. This is now the third time this twist has been played, and zero times has it worked. So we should retire it. They're definitely going to keep it in the game until they get the the safe. I mean, like, it, I it, whether it takes five seasons or what, like, it'll be around until until that happens. It's like the fucking chocolate bar on Drag Race this season. LOL. Exactly. All right. The votes are four votes for Mariah, and she is the third person voted out. For those wondering, it's because Mariah didn't get a vote and Marianne didn't get a vote. So there's only four people voting. Yeah, scary. Well, while it was not a direct tribute, there was a message following Mariah's final words, thanking healthcare and frontline workers. Ah, uh, that was really, really nice of them to do. I really like yeah. that they did that. Fun episode. I love like not not enough Lydia time though. Not enough Lydia time, but listen, when she was there, she shined bright. She sure did. We'll have to have you back on when there's more Lydia time. So we're, we'll we'll figure that one out. But I got some burning questions to wrap this up. Are you ready? Yes. What is Mariah's legacy? Her love for her brother. Yeah. She's a very sweet person. Um, do I see her coming back for a future season? No. Likely not. And that's no shade to her. It's just how the show works out nowadays. That's the way um, the key crumbles. Next week, who's in danger, girl? Oh my God, anyone, anyone at any time, like, especially with these twists and turns, 
it's yeah. I I don't it's and no tribe. There's like there's not like a who were they last year? The blue team, green team, green. Yeah. Who I don't even listen. It's been it's been so long, so long ago. But like there's no like a real like clear cut tribe that sucks this no, season. Not at all. Like I really anyone could go home next week. Like especially because it, the it's so early in the game still, especially with this new setup. I mean, I feel like based on this vote, if Orange were to go to tribal again, Marianne may be in a bit of danger. Marianne Um, would be in danger. If Blue went to tribal, I really think it's Tori. I think all eyes are on Tori to go. Um, So, yeah, I think Tori's gone whenever Blue loses. And then on Green, I don't know. I don't don't think anyone's leaving on Green anytime soon. I agree. Oh my god, I would hate to see them at Tribal. Oh my god, I'll cry. Like, I I mean, the only person who's had the least amount of screen time, I think, is Chanel. I don't know anything about her besides she makes New Orleans-style stew with a crab they found. <laughs> a chef. But otherwise, all the other five have either had backstory or have been good TV so far. Absolutely. So I'm not sure Green's going anywhere right now. It's kind of like how uh, the Blue Tribe was last year. Period. Period. All right, I ask it every time. After two episodes, the winner of this season is Lydia Meredith, baby. <laughs> of course. So you're biased. All right, fine. Who's your second pick if it's not my Lydia? second favorite? Um, hmm, I would have to say I really I can see I can see Mike going uh-huh. far. Um, I think he just ha- and like just the whole way his like story has been framed on the show so far. Like, I just can't help but root for him. And like, he seems, he seems to straddle like the line of being like a good leader without being bossy and like to be like someone people like without being like too much of a physical threat. Well, also like, I feel like he can definitely carry himself in those like individual immunity challenges as well. Um, it just it's like Tony, but not crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, I think Lydia definitely is an option at this point. I think she is a good member of the tribe. And if they get far enough and, and they don't have to vote anyone out and use her as an excuse because, you know, she's young. Um, I think she could easily escape to the end there. there what, why would you vote her out aside from probably a very good social game? Um, Mike, I agree. I think last week after getting that uh, story arc about his backstory and then this week and next week, apparently we're going to get to see him lose the idol yet again. Um, <laughs> that's that is in storytelling, a good arc. You're seeing the highs and lows here. I can see it. Um, so if, if that's the case, the, the editors told us too early that Mike's winning, but Plus, like, I have low. Exactly. I have Lindsay as my winner pick still. I really like her. Oh yeah, and girl, she's an athlete. That she's run good. Did episode one, yeah. I was like, oh my, okay, Marvel on the phone. Yeah, she's a good player. She's really kind. She's not a threat, but she is a threat, and that's why I think she could easily skate to the end as well. But we said it already. This is a great cast. Yeah, I'm like, I'm. I think we didn't even mention Mary Ann, who like I think is just like I want to see succeeds like more than I want. I I, I think. Marianne can go far. I think she, I'm. I'm not getting my hopes on her because I. I feel like it'll be another heartbreak like Shan was. Uh, um, so that was. I'm still not over it. But I. I do love Marianne and I want her on my TV as long as she wants to be on my TV. Put her on. <laughs> put, put her on the challenge next. 
Put her on. Put her on. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you got coming up? Yo, hit me up, Reese Havoc NYC on the Instagram and Venmo, blah, 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 blah. And projects like Girl Catch Me on my gigs, like they're all on my Insta. So like that's how you gotta that's how you gotta check it. It's sort of like it's sort of like I mean, a, you are New York City's account. premier Miley. I'm premier, I'm premier everything I've set my mind to, baby. And you and you got a gig tomorrow. Yes, I do. Um, British Invasion with Nikki Otav and Joe Disco. Uh, come on, everybody. I'm very excited. Can you um, give us a spoiler who you're doing? Oh, yeah, I do, 100%. I'm doing Lily Allen, um, yes. who's, like, who's like my girl, my girl, my girl. Like, I love her so much. And then I'm doing Harry Styles, which, like, I've never really, I've never really done Harry, obviously. Um, I'm but, here for that. But I think it'll be fun. And, like, I've got a cute little mullet and got some cute little suspenders. And, like, it's going to be really cool. That's awesome. Well, thank you for being here. I'm sure you're going to be back later this season. Until next time. Yeah, thank you. Bye, guys. A huge thanks to Reese for coming on. Subscribe on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>